So welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast. Um, in these unprecedented times, I'm really privileged and grateful to have on head coach of uh, Spearman Fitness, uh, Wade Foster. Um, he's he not only got his body in the most amazing shape, and won the official Jersey men's physique champion back in October, 2018. He's now, um, I believe, training to uh, change that physique to another level on Strongman. So welcome to have you on board, Wade. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having me on. Absolute honor. Uh, I'm doing really well, thank you. Yeah, uh, even yeah, in this current circumstance that we are in self-isolation, I am, I am doing well. So thank you for asking. How about yourself? Yeah, no, I, I'm good. I'm trying to use this. Uh, I believe there's always uh, a fact, and I think it's one of the mastermind clients, um, has always said, you know, you have two choices and considering what that client's going through from a health perspective, I think, yeah, you always have a choice. You can choose to take things um, positively or negatively and I'm choosing to take the positive stance. So, <laughs> but, yeah, Which is the best way to do it. Yeah, so, so Wade, could you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, please? Of course, of course. Um, so I started in the fitness industry straight out of university. Um, I went and competed in sort of fitness modeling. That was my, that was my first sort of uh, entry into the fitness industry. Um, and I won a Miami Pro Fitness Model uh, when I was clean shaven and a lot younger. <laughs> um, so many good pictures ago. good pictures yeah, i must admit uh, looks very, i mean impressive spray tan as well oh the tan it's all the tan this it's all the tan the tan helps a million miles um yeah so i started off in the fitness industry with doing uh fitness modeling and won my pro card and so i said mammy pro fitness then i moved across into men's physique and won a couple of men's physique shows and a couple of championships in men's physique all along the time running sort of like my own online fitness industry. Um, Chris then hired me uh, to be the head coach of the Cover Model Academy inside Spim and Fitness, which has been like amazing. It's been my main job for the last couple of years. Then recently, my own personal journey, I wanted to challenge my body and my training in a different way. So I moved across to strongman and powerlifting rather than the sort of constant dieting and training for aesthetics. I moved over to training for performance and strength. Um, and this year, the goal was to win England's strongest man um, under 105. So in our strongman, there's weight categories. You have heavyweight, which is what you'd see at Christmas time on Channel 5, the big boys like Eddie Hall and the mountain from Game of Thrones, Hapthor, stuff like that. Back in my the, day, I think it was Jeff Capes, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jeff Capes, Jeff, Jeff Capes, yeah, exactly. Um, Telling my age there. Yeah, exactly, I was going to say. Jeff Capes was exceptionally good, though. Um, and Bill Kazmaier was his main competitor. Um, but, yeah, but then the next category under is the under 105 kilo category, which I, which I sit in. So my goal this year was to win England's strongest man, 105 kilos. Potentially, that may now not happen, depending if they if they run the competitions later on in the year, because it was in May, so that's why I was training towards now. Um, but obviously, it's been it's been stopped due to the circumstances. So we will see what what happens when um when all this sort of finishes. Um, but that is a bit about me then. So obviously, started off within within the fitness model, doing the aesthetics, 
then I moved over to the strongman realm and then we'll be moving into powerlifting later this year. But a goal for me by the time I'm 30 is to win three British titles, one in physique, one in powerlifting and one in strongman. So I want to be a British champion in the three, in those three sort of like industries um, by the time I'm 30. So a couple of years. That's some, um, they always say, I mean, that's pretty impressive, um, but without setting quite um, substantial goals, you're never even going to get close. So I, I'm sure um, from actually just even putting those goals in place, you're, you know, obviously mentally there and then it's just that physical aspect so from from the listener's perspective mm-hmm. what would you say is the difference between the the powerlifting and strongman uh, oh between powerlifting and strongman so the main difference between powerlifting and strongman is powerlifting is three lifts simple as that is the bench the squat and the deadlift and that is all your training will evolve around those and on competition day it is max squat into a max bench into a max deadlift um during the whole day not sort of back to back so it's fun but it's very much focused around those three lifts so it's not too much variability whereas strongman there is an abundance of exercises and not just like a one rep max there are say it will be 300 kilo deadlift four reps in a minute um, so it's not just like hitting you one rep max, it's potentially muscular endurance. There's also conditioning events like farmer's walks, yokes, um, keg tosses. Uh, Pulling the juggernaut. Lots of, lot more variety. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Hercules holds, trying to hold the pillars up. Um, car deadlifts. And like, it's just it's a lot more variety and a bit more fun. When you like, you say, "Oh yeah, I was deadlifting a car in my competition." It's like you were what? Hang on, <laughs> like you were pulling a truck. You did, you did what? Sorry. Um, so it's just a bit more fun and a bit more training variety to it that I kind of enjoyed. That's why I went down the strongman route before the powerlifting route um, when I left sort of physique, physique sort of competitions. Um, just just more variety and a bit more fun where I could sort of try new things out like lifting the log so the log lift is an exceptionally fun thing to do that's very technical but it's very unique you know not a lot of gyms have it um so it made it a lot more fun to try and chase this goal of strongman rather than just your bench squat deadlift total it's it it's pulling on uh, lots of skills there isn't it to actually because uh, I'm straight away, I'm thinking of the the boulder. Oh dear me, my iPad's just gone off. <laughs> Siri, yeah, um, yeah. So lifting the the boulders, you know, when when they've done that, we've had to move from from point A to point B, and that technical uh, ability that you have to have that includes obviously that squat, but you know, obviously holding a huge boulder requires some. Uh, it's not not just about the lifting, but it's the technique in actually holding it and the grip and all of that, isn't it? Oh yeah, it just encompasses uh, so many more. Just, just like, like you say, technical technicality to it, um, many more training systems and stuff like that. Like it's not just your max strength. You need to have muscular endurance. You need to have conditioning. Because um, sometimes you might be you might be sort of doing something for seventy five seconds, like a, like lifting something for seventy five seconds straight, because that's how the time limit in there. Um, and if you actually try doing a set for 75 seconds of a flipping heavy weight, it is torture. 
Like yeah. it's, it just hurts. hurts. Your muscles go, your lungs go, your lactic acid buildup is through the roof. Um, and it's all about your mindset and your determination to keep on driving. Um, that's why it is different to powerlifting in that realm, where powerlifting is exceptional um, in its own right. But it is just focusing on that max strength of those three lifts, where Strongman has a lot more variety across the board. So you tapped into the, one of the questions that I was something I was going to uh, to bring out from that point of what you just said, and that is actually about mindset. So based on obviously where we're at now with the coronavirus and everyone having to adjust their you know whatever their fitness regime is for you from a strongman perspective how are you it's a, one of the questions would be the first one how are you adapting your training uh because obviously you don't want to lose um, any of those gains that you've made or that fitness uh, from a cardiovascular perspective or strength. And also to explain a little bit more about the mindset and what you're doing to keep that in check, obviously with that training having to change. So I will say what I'm doing, but then I will also say what I recommend. Because what I'm I'm doing is not, uh, a lot of people won't be able to. So I have actually been fortunate enough to buy quite a lot of kit. Um, I've been saving up for it anyway. And I've always wanted my own kind of home gym. Um, It was always a goal and dream of mine to have one. And then this kind of situation we are in was just uh, like the straw that broke the camera's back. Or the bit went, wait, just do it. Just buy it. You've always been saying you were going to do it. Let's just do it. Um, so I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to have a couple of contacts um, in sort of like with the companies that build kit. And I've got some kit coming next week, which is hopefully to keep my training in place. Obviously, I will actually be taking more of a powerlifting approach to training um, because I'm getting, a, <laughs> I'm getting a, a barbell, a squat rack, a bench and plates because okay. obviously I can't afford a whole gym. <laughs> but I can afford I can afford that. So, but I will be doing like 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 practicing my overhead press, my deadlift, my squat, my bench, and doing stuff like that. So my training, as of next week, hasn't taken too much of a hit. Hopefully. We're going to see you, you know, on your front drive uh, lifting your car. Yeah, literally, no, literally. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I can get a car. If I can get a car deadlift frame, I'll definitely do it because it's such a fun thing to do. But I don't know if I'll be able to get one. But uh, the gym will be on my driveway, so you'll be seeing lots of videos of me on my drive doing some training. Um, but then what, what I recommend, and what, until I made the decision of, of to buy the stuff, what I was doing was, to begin with, I had to completely reassess my goals. Um, because strength increase at this time is, is not impossible. Um, because you're not going to be able to make it to a gym. So having a goal of getting as strong as possible on certain lifts was pointless. So rather than wallowing in self-pity and just being upset and down about it i was like right now reassess your goals yeah you can have a day or two of being like oh this sucks i really wanted to win england's strongest man um but let's just reassess and what can you do now throughout my lifting career i have neglected mobility and stability like beyond neglected like i can't even touch my toes like horrendous for a fitness professional i have been i have been for like what a good few years and my mobility is awful so i'm laughing because my a few fair few (laughs) my muscles are quite tight as a runner then you can understand my hamstrings and it band but yeah yeah exactly so so now i've gone right let's readdress that and then so like what i've said to a couple of people to a couple of clients who are asking what i'm doing i feel much more comfortable squatting 200 250 kilos than i do squatting my own body doing a body weight squat 
um, I need the weight on my back in order to push me down to the depth I need to get to. That's an issue, right? That shouldn't be happening. Um, so I'm now spending time on addressing that mobility. I'm working on, like you said, my, like loosening off my IT band, working on my piriformers, working on my uh, like adductors, hip flexors, making sure they are mobile enough so that my body weight exercise and body weight movement becomes so fluid and so stable that when I get back under a barbell and back in the gym, everything will be so much more fluent and so much more ease that I'll be able to progress 10 times quicker and be able to surpass where I was. Um, Cause I know my limiting factor and most of, of gem pop and most people in the gym's limiting factor will potentially be their mobility and stability and stuff like that. So this is a prime opportunity to go right. Let me actually address the factors that have been holding me back. And therefore, as soon as the gym is reopened, I can progress, surpass where I, where I was. Um, so that is what I am doing, which will be sort of a lot more mobility-style workouts um, and stretching and movements uh, that put, make, me, make me sort of uncomfortable um, is what I am recommending for a lot of people for at least the first couple of weeks because I know home workouts suck. Like I know some people do them, but they're just not like, I mean, for me and for a lot of people I know, they're just not that fun. Hence why we all go to the gym and don't work out at home. Um, yeah. So I know a lot of people are potentially not quite got into the realm of doing the home workouts yet because they're just not that fun. So let's, let's do while you're sitting down watching Netflix, let's, let's do some mobility movements, you know, let's move into some sort of like some body weight squat holds, or let's do some, but like some bird dogs and stuff like that. Let's get into some positions where we can actually work on improving your mobility and stability. And then when you get the fire burning again and you go, right, let, let's now start doing some home hit workouts. Um, that is, that is the approach, the approach I'm taking. And that is the approach I've recommended for a, a couple of people who are obviously in, in the strength, strength sport world like myself. That's cool. I mean, that that is such a, a key point that you've made there, Wade. I think we all, unless unless you're, you know, into yoga, probably have um, issues with our flexibility and mobility, and could definitely improve it. And um, I know that's for sure because um, I did um, one of the home workouts live. And one of the movements that I put in there absolutely crucified my hip flexors and I'm still <laughs> struggling <laughs> two days later. So if you do end up checking that out on my Instagram page, be prepared to ache. Um, <laughs> so, but it does highlight that um, there are parts of the body that we can still be working on. So what would you be recommending um, as a go-to home workout for your clients what is that that you're suggesting that they should incorporate because some people i think it's um you know brain overload the, the market is absolutely saturated with every type of workout from every individual <sighs> online um, yeah. it, that can be analysis paralysis for someone mm -hmm. so what would you say like key some key um, exercises you say that they should incorporate in a home workout say three times a week so I am a big believer of KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. That, yeah, like, yeah. Um, that is in my training, in my nutrition, um, in most things I do, that is just the best approach to take ever. Um, however, I do, like, yeah, it's fun watching a few of these people on Instagram, um, and I understand why you do, because some people want more variety and stuff like that. But if we're talking from a pure progressive standpoint, 
Um, the keep it simple, stupid approach will be your best bet. Um, and we'll, I'll talk to the science behind it as well. So most people right now aim is to maintain muscle mass. Unlikely to grow much. We potentially can with the approach I will talk about, but unlikely to grow much. But the main aim will be not to lose what we have. Um, so in a lot of literature out there, there is no difference in rep range between sort of six to 30 reps or plus um, on hypertrophy effect, as long as it is taken to muscular failure. So people keep on going, oh, what, um, what rep range should I be doing in the gym? What should I be focused on for hypertrophy um, sort of, and this? The rep range doesn't really matter as long as you're taking the muscle to muscular failure. Why do we do 12 to 15 reps then more? Well, it's much more fun and less time consuming to do 12 reps to failure than it is to do 30, 40, 50 plus reps to failure. <laughs> Therefore, that's why we use those. If you're doing six and under, that is more maximal strength and won't elicit the time under tension for as much time under tension for hypertrophy. That's why we'd say potentially your, your six plus realm. So put this down to body weight training. Right. We can elicit a hypertrophy approach. We just need to make sure we take it to failure. Um, so and that's with that, the tempo, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. So there's, there's two ways around we, we would then edit the training program in order to, to get the best results. One, exactly like you said, tempo. I, like, I, I can do quite a lot of push-ups, but let's just say bodyweight squats for, for a better example. Quite a few of us could just do a bodyweight squat and continually go. You just go. You'd lose count before you stopped. Or even bodyweight walking lunges. You might keep on going and lose count before you stop because it's not that strenuous compared to sort of squatting with a barbell or leg press or anything like that. So how can we make the bodyweight squat harder? Let's add tempo in. Let's go with a two to four second eccentric, so lowering portion. A one second hold at the bottom, two to four cent, uh, second concentric, so standing back up and then back down again and just rotate like that will be putting you under more time under tension. Therefore you may hit failure around the 15, 20, 25 rep mark rather than the 60, 70, hundred rep mark. And um, what, can I just interject for people yeah, listening? Course, what would, um, what would you be classing as failure so that they know what that actually means? I mean, like in, in my head, how I pass failure, I won't be able to do one more. Uh, would be would be what I do. So this next approach that I, that I will add in will kind of help people along the way with this because a lot of people's failure is different. But a lot of people have different pain thresholds, and a lot of people like don't quite haven't got the haven't quite learned the mental process of of muscular failure because it's quite difficult to get there. Um, so the best approach that I am adopting when I will start my bodyweight training and what I have written for my clients is now doing timed sets. Okay, so instead of doing, or even instead of saying as many reps as possible, because some people might mentally give in on that, where I will say, right, I want you to perform walking lunges for three minutes. You will reach failure a couple of times in those three minutes. Therefore, we're getting the muscular adaptation we need multiple times during those three minutes. You may be able to go for 90 seconds, two minutes off, but then you're going to need to stop shake your legs out, catch your breath for 10 seconds and go again. Then you may only last 30 seconds and then you've got to stop and go again. Then you may last 10 seconds, stop and go again. You've reached failure four times in that three minutes. Therefore, you've given your, your sort of body, your legs, four chances to, to get to that muscular adaptation, that 
fairly a threshold. Whereas if I just said, go for as many reps as possible, you'll probably just get bored. So therefore, <laughs> timed, yeah, timed, timed reps is the approach I'm taking. So most things I'm setting people now will be press-ups, two minutes, go. If, you've, if you reach fail, you can't go again. Catch your breath for five, 10 seconds and keep on going. And then if you hit fail, you keep on going until you hear that timer go. That's more fun though as well because like you say if if it was just open-ended time a I know people have got more time on their hands but they still want to know that their workouts between a set parameter of time exactly um, make it more fun Mm, yeah because again like like I said home workouts aren't that fun I will be the first to admit it Um, it's quite hard to get yourself motivated for it so if you were to do one leg exercise one push exercise one pull exercise and one ab exercise going two minutes on one to two minutes off that workout's not too long but you've taken your body to the muscular failure that you need to cause the adaptation so you're doing much much more work rather than just or much more sort of effective work rather than just doing a hit circuit in your garden and not really going anywhere near failure um so that's the approach i'm taking with with my clients and what i am recommending is doing timed sets that is long enough for you to have a couple of sort of failure attempts um during that time frame that's that's really really um useful and i think that's um a breath of fresh air for a lot of people that would be listening with what's out there um and you know feel that they can actually get a good workout in the garden because i think there is that connotation you know like oh well i might as well give up because i can't go to the gym um i'm not going to be able to like you say reach that failure point but actually explaining it that way might enliven and motivate a few more people to actually go oh no actually i i can and from from the mindset perspective so how how are you educating your clients uh with that so yeah mindset is obviously a difficult one right now um because there's, there's sort of obviously a few few different people who are who are coach or a few different you could say subsections so obviously i have obviously some people who athletes who love training who are like pushing me for uh, what the workouts what the workouts today what's this what's that which is brilliant then you have got some people or quite the majority who are sort of general pop who just wanted wanted to lose weight wanted to get in shape for the summer um but now this is throwing a sort of a spanner in the works they've lost a lot of motivation and i can fully i fully agree that i've lost a bit of motivation because obviously now a lot of my comps have been sort of stopped or postponed and so i have no idea when I'll, i'll be back training for a goal so I can fully understand the, the lack of motivation. Um, so the main step, what, like what I said here, is just making them not too long. Because like an hour home workout is just, oh, just no, <laughs> just, just no straight away. So if I can do something where it will be something like a Bulgarian split squat, two minutes on one leg, two minutes rest, two minutes on the other leg, two minutes rest into a press up incline press up decline press up something along those lines pushing movement into like a seated row with a resistance band into a plank that's quite someone looks at that on paper going i could do that i could do that that's, that's doable that's until they get to the bulgarian split squats well yeah until they, until, until they, until they start it and start cursing 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 my name <laughs> um, they're killer i don't think they yeah, oh, oh i don't know, ever get easier horrible. do they no never 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 um but yeah, something like that, where they look at that on paper going, oh, that doesn't look too bad. Like, it's not, because a lot of people don't like hits. Like, plain and simple, hits hard. 
like doing proper high intensity interval training is very hard. And a lot of people, do, I don't like doing it. I bloody hate it. So I'm not going to do it. So if someone was, <laughs> if someone was to set me a hit workout and like say, like I, I had a coach and they set me a hit workout in my garden, I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing burpees. I wouldn't be doing squat thrusts. I wouldn't be doing high knees. None of that. Cause I don't enjoy it. Whereas if someone sent me a couple of bodyweight exercises that, right, you'll do one, maybe two sets um, to failure. It'll take you two minutes. Then you move on to the next exercise. I'm like, I can do that. That's doable. I like that. Much more of an attainable goal rather than trying to force someone who doesn't like high intense training to do high intensity interval training. That's the whole point, isn't it? Uh, finding the exercise that suits you and your personality, um, you know, because that's going to be half the battle of actually completing it or, or keeping that going um, from a sustainable point of view. Um, oh, completely. Obviously, that's on the, the training side of it. And because obviously you've um, done, uh, you know, hundreds if not thousands of, of uh, transformations through clients nutrition's going to be the biggest part and you know mm -hmm. uh, my, my nutrition is you know normally very very good but even mine's had a little bit of a dip you know this this being mm -hmm. at home all day you know the fridges are just a little bit closer than it used to be um so i think we all suffer to a certain extent but what would you give us some tips to, to negate that or, or the best way to get into a routine so that, you, you know, obviously people don't see all their hard work, you know, disappear? Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. Like you hit the nail on the head by being like, you're at home now, the fridge is closer and you're going you're gonna to snap. Like you just are, like, like everyone has been. Um, but I wouldn't let the fact that potentially, so depending on how long you've, you've been at home for self-isolation or whatever your current situation is, like just because you've had a couple of days, a week, two weeks of being bad, doesn't mean you need to be bad the whole time we're in self-isolation. Um, just be like, right, I've had enough now. I've, I've had my little sulk or my, my just time where I wanted to eat, eat ice cream. Holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, had, I've had my self-isolation holiday. I now want to start feeling better about myself and get back on track. So the issue is snacking, hands down. Like I, I've been doing it, everyone, everyone's been doing it because you've been at home more and you've been maybe a little bit down, haven't been going to the gym. So you're just going to reach for some, some, some nicer foods or some comfort foods. So how can we potentially look to limit this? I think you're going to say one of them I've actually um, done today. Yeah, and, go on. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to say it. Um, actually done today and, and, and have operated on some of the jobs. But let's, let's see if you do actually say it. So the main, the main way that I, I would do it and whenever I get in a situation where like I need to pull my finger out, I will start going straight away into an intermittent fasting approach. Yes. And <laughs> intermittent fasting is not magic. I will say this right now. You would still need to understand your calorie intake. But what intermittent fasting does do is it moves your calories around to a time of day where you're potentially going to snack more. Now, I'm a nighttime eater. It's me too. I, I love it. <laughs> like, like you put me once work's done for the day. I've got my Netflix here. I'm watching Great British Bake Off or something like that. I am like, boom. <laughs> let's get the biscuits and tea out and let's just unwind. If you weren't doing an intermittent fasting approach and you wanted to, so you ate all your, like you ate your normal amount of calories in the morning and then normal amount of calories in the afternoon. And then you got to the evening time and you potentially overate in the evening you've now put yourself out of a deficit either into maintenance or into a surplus. That's obviously not the goal. That's not what we want. So what intermittent fasting does 
is we can take those calories that we were going to have in the morning between whatever time you wake up, 7 a.m. and let's say midday. Take all of those calories and add them to your evening calorie allowance. Okay? Therefore, it's quite easy to fast in the morning. If you don't start eating, it's a lot easier just to stay fasted rather than as soon as you start eating, um, your hormones like ghrelin and leptin sort of start firing and then the hunger, sort of you start getting hungry. So what we would do is we would prolong that fast. Um, so you would, you would stop bre breakfast is breaking a fast, break fast. So you just would prolong breakfast until about lunchtime. It can be whatever meal you fancy. But those five, 700, 1,000 calories, depending on your calorie budget, now get moved to eight, nine o'clock at night when you're sat in front of the TV watching Great British Bake Off. Therefore, you can stay within your calorie allowance for the day and still be in a calorie deficit and achieve your goals, including some little, little like late night snacks because you've moved those calories later. So that's one thing I'm doing with a lot of clients and I do myself. Um, I do myself on my rest days anyway. I, I love intermittent fasting. I find it really helps me control my calorie intake. Um, but I do obviously know my calorie intake. If you were just to fast until midday and then eat whatever you wanted from then on in, then that's not going to do you any good. You still need to understand your calorie intake. But that is a, a good approach while you're at home is to try and prolong your, your fasting from evening um, through to about midday, start eating at midday, and then go, go from there. Um, that's the approach that I am taking and I recommend it for quite a lot of my clients. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've uh, done intermittent fasting for probably about the last three years. I normally, in a normal situation, like you say, uh, operate that on my rest days. Um, also, um, so that's normally on a Monday and a Friday. I find it's much easier to work around. I wasn't uh, one that ever liked coffee, but I've got used to liking black coffee because that actually um, takes away some of those uh, mid-morning hunger pangs. And I would normally have my first meal then, obviously, at lunchtime. I have done it today, and I actually went out for a run this morning, so I haven't actually eaten anything, and we're, we're um, mid-afternoon, so it's it's one of those things of um using your calories a bit like a bank balance and saving them up or or going overdrawn what's your viewpoint because there's different things of saying oh well breakfast is the most important meal of the day or oh you mustn't eat you know foods after seven o'clock what's your view on that oh rubbish <laughs> breakfast is the most <laughs> breakfast the most important meal of the day was created by cereal companies exactly so of course Kellogg's are going to say breakfast is the most important meal of the day don't forget to get your breakfast in uh, of course who could ever creates Weetabix like I mean, it might be Kellogg's as well but like, of course they're going to say it's a marketing ploy to get you to buy cereal um, most important thing is daily calories end of the day daily calories to hit your daily goals then it moves on to protein and then we can get a bit more into the nitty-gritty if, if we want to or need to um, but end of the day you need to make sure you're consuming the right amount of calories for your goals this is where obviously it gets technical for people because a lot of people don't know how to calculate calories, don't know how many calories they're on or don't know how like to even start with calorie tracking. Um, so that's the issue for a lot of people. So that's why I would, you'd obviously like look to outsource to, to a coach. Um, I'm self-employed. I know nothing about accounting money and stuff like that. So I hire an accountant. Like if you don't, if you don't know, if you need something done, like I need to lose weight right, I don't know anything about it, I'm now going to hire a coach. 
same with any other work of life like me if, if my toilet breaks or my sink breaks i'm not going to fix it myself because i know nothing about it i'm going to hire a plumber um so people just but people don't see nutrition in the same sort of light um and they find it very confusing but kind of throw it out the window going oh, i don't need to fix this i'm just gonna be like this be this unhappy um whereas if you hired it out to someone you hired someone services to help you understand and teach you nutrition it's not actually that hard well it's like you said it's it's one of those things you know with the internet we pretty much could try to do any of these jobs even fixing our own oh, toilet if you, we, if youtube we tells you everything yeah. exactly <laughs> but you know how long will it take you to do that and could it be done more effectively and in a and in a much quicker time span so that's what you're paying for aren't you someone else's knowledge exactly. expertise and uh, know-how um to get the results that you want because that's ultimately what people are after aren't they the results oh exactly yeah and like um i alluded to a different podcast i did with someone else but um i think maybe one of chris's a well like a good physique is one of the few things money can't like money can't buy you have you do still have to put the effort in yourself you have to go to the gym you have to train you have to control the food you put in your mouth Okay, but in in this Western society where Uber Eats, Deliveroo, like Uber, I can have food delivered to my door straight away. Amazon Prime, I can order something on Amazon and have it next day. Everything is instant, instant. The only thing that isn't instant is losing weight or achieving achieving your dream physique. It will take time. It will take patience, and it will take consistency. Three things that people in current society don't have people aren't patient and people aren't consistent therefore not everyone looks like they should be on the cover of men's health or women's health um not that it's overly difficult it's just that it takes patience and consistency um and a lot of people potentially don't want to hire someone to keep them accountable for that goal they'd rather spend that money on uber eats delivery dominoes etc um so yeah so that's sort of some of the minute where obviously i'm very passionate about helping people and will help people for the rest of my life in this field um but people need to want to be helped do you know what i mean they're like they like need to want to, to achieve this goal because they have to do the hard work themselves they have to put the effort in they have to go to, like i will and like yourself as well will hold someone accountable till till the cows come home but they have to get their ass to the gym they have to not order the dominoes they have to like cook but even cooking for heaters is a good meal like dieting doesn't need to be bad it just needs to be those those smarter decisions it's like you say um it's they they've got to find their reason why and um exactly. i i know that you're one for for quotes actually and i'm picking up on one of those that that seems uh, quite poignant with what we were just speaking about but this quote success is neither magical or mysterious success is the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals uh, a quote by james rome that you've you've had on your instagram i know mm. you're you're one for your quotes but um i love them love them yeah i do as well i think it's um, I think there's some powerful quotes out there and I think it's important as you say um, people need to realize that um, to, to get any results it's consistency and consistency can become complacent um, if you're not held accountable and and that's what um, obviously us as coaches are doing we're, we're facilitating you to reach 
your goal um, and that reason why and and keeping that consistency even when you don't want to <laughs> in a yes, nice exactly. way exactly <laughs> yeah exactly no exactly <laughs> so um obviously uh how, how have you found it uh this week what what is the biggest pain point that you've received uh back from your uh clients at the moment um what's what's the biggest hurdle that they're trying to overcome a lot of it's the fear of the unknown um no one knows how long we're going to be self-isolating for no one knows like how long this situation is going to last so most conversations i've been having with people are um how long are we going to be in this game plan for like obviously i've written game plans out for people i've changed the diets changed the training programs assessed goals and reassessed everything but a lot, of, a lot of people did have these goals of i want to be in great shape by the summer or i wanted to go on holiday in june july is the holiday still happening i wanted to compete um all bodybuilding shows, all powerlifting shows, every show has been cancelled, obvious reasons. You can't have the, you can't have mass gatherings. Um, so a lot of people, it's the fear of the unknown of, I've, my, my main goal has now stopped or gone. How can I get the fire burning for something else? What is now achievable, attainable? What can I now pursue? Um, seems to be the, the biggest issue with people right now. Um, is trying to find a love or a fire burning for something in a world or in a time of uncertainty. So obviously I've been there trying to set challenges for people depending on, on their on their circumstance, um, like be it uh, nutrition related, be it training related, be it just general fitness related, trying to keep people like with short-term goals, short-term focuses. Uh, obviously, again, holding them accountable to me. I've set people some challenges of weight loss targets or step count targets. Um, some intriguing fitness ones like handstand walks and handstand push-ups for my more, more advanced, more advanced clients. But, yeah, I got um, challenged for a head a headstand, and um, and oh, I, I nice. thinking, yeah, I remember nice. doing that as a child, but I don't really fancy Just trying so. to do that now. Look, I can't, I can't even do a forward roll, so I wouldn't even lower it for that bad. Um, yeah, so right now it is the main obstacle is is the fear of the unknown, and then obviously the fear of the unknown will then lead to oh, I haven't got a goal right now, or oh, apathy probably. Yeah what's the point i'm just mm. going to have the cookies i'm just going to have the donut or i'm not going to weigh my food anymore and i'm going to eat like i'm going to just like i said earlier sulk um so the main thing is obviously holding people accountable to some form of goal some form of target so i'm still pushing people to lose a pound two pounds of body weight a week um still pushing people to obviously when like one of the main focus especially in the uk if you're listening in the uk we're allowed to go outside to exercise but you can do home workouts at home so I would advise you on your time to go out to exercise, to go on a walk or go on a run if you enjoy running, but I don't like running, so I walk. But I'm getting a good hour's walking to get as close to 10K steps a day I can. And I'm spending a different hour of the day or not about half an hour of the day doing my mobility work or doing my home workout at home, still in the garden, so I'm getting outside. But potentially, many people may be not getting their step count in because they're using their time outside to do a workout, which is fantastic but you can maybe use your time outside to get some step count in, get some energy expenditure up and use a different time in your garden or in your home to do your workout. So it's little things like that, just trying to give people reassurance that goals haven't stopped. So, I mean, your life hasn't stopped. Um, it's just a different situation we're in that we've never been in before. But well, it doesn't like, mean anything stopped. 
yeah i mean it's like um no, uh, there's a saying that i go by um well it's my mother-in-law's uh, saying but nothing lasts forever good or bad and the point is that whether this is going to be three months um you know six months who knows that it will I, I think it will revert back to you know not normality but you'll look back and it will be a blip um and you don't want to come out the other side feeling worse than when you went in. And that's, I think, again, the job as a coach is to articulate why it's so important, even though that you don't have that holiday or that wedding or that specific goal anymore, that it's actually more important than ever to stick to those goals and that you need us even more than ever uh, because of that mindset perspective. But I also have seen from a lot of people you know the the fact that this virus has is come um, at such a heavy pace that people are starting to pay a lot more attention to their health and wellness. Mm. Is that something you've you've sort of uh, heard from your clients? Yes, obviously a lot of people are like it, it's come it's come at a time where again a lot of people are now focused maybe a bit more on nutrition, a bit more on health, a bit more on some health supplementation. Which is, which is fantastic. And it is really good for, to get questions from people going, oh, what supplements can I take to boost my immune system and stuff like that, which is fantastic. Um, and, and my, not, not a goal, but something that I will be passionate about and will be pushing people for is not to let that drop once, once this all blows over. Like, the main, the main things that potentially might help you right now, like maybe like vitamin D and zinc, Mm-hmm. Um, two sub two supplements that help that help boost your immune system immune system and um, your respiratory tract and obviously coronavirus is a respiratory disease. Not saying that those two are gonna like cure you or like help you, but they are just known immune boosting supplements that help obviously the respiratory tract. And most of Western society is deficient in vitamin D and zinc, and that then therefore affects obviously vitamin D and, uh, will affect sort of like mood anyway, and zinc will affect sleep. So I just hope people at this time will now, after this, will still take a look at their, their health and their supplementation and go, right, I was taking zinc for this long and I actually slept better. Or I was taking vitamin D and actually lifted my mood. So people still need to be aware that just this is, this is, a, this is a blip. Like coronavirus isn't going to last. We'll like, it'll probably be around forever, but like we'll, be, we'll build an immune system up to it at, at some point, uh, much like the common flu. But doesn't mean when this all blows over you stop looking after your health like health is so important and so many by factors productivity um like general fatigue uh like health and happiness all can come down to you just looking after yourselves better um and that's one of the things that like you and i both see as coaches when like a client comes to us for a fat loss a fat loss journey a fat loss goal but at the end of the day, it's actually the fact that they feel better in themselves. They feel more confident. They're, they're happier. They're more productive at work. They sleep better. Um, they have more energy throughout the day. That's what they're more, more proud of and happier for. Yeah, they look 10 times better, but they actually feel 10 times better as well. So that's something that I hope everyone still focuses on after this is, that, is their health and that they take care of themselves and they put their health as a priority um, above anything else. I think, yeah, I mean, that is so crucial, Wade. I think 
uh, we do look sort of extrinsically for the, those results on the outside first, but it's what's actually happening under the hood. I mean, you know, if someone's actually got a high blood pressure just by starting to exercise regularly, you know, three times a week and watching their nutrition, they would be able to bring that back down to line within reason. Um, and obviously if you've, if any, I mean, most people don't generally get their blood work done, but, um, if if you if you were to have that done and then you were to go on you know obviously like a 12 week sort of um finish challenge um of watching what you eat and exercise a guarantee those bloods would look different after 12 weeks um and i think that's the important thing because we're reducing our risk for you know cardiovascular disease of you know obviously strokes and heart attacks uh, diabetes is a big one you know obviously the cholesterol so there's so many other things it's just that if they haven't hit us we don't know that that um, we, we're trying to avoid them. And it's one of those things, if you then get fit, then you, it won't happen to you. You'll never know. Um, and I think this, this virus has actually brought that to the front that things can happen. Um, so it's so important to invest in your health. Um, 100%. But I, um, obviously it's been absolutely fabulous to talk to you Wade and hear your insights and I'm hoping that this would be really really useful for the people that listen to get a different uh, perspective of how to train how to eat and how to just stay uh, mentally fit throughout this for however long um, this continues but I just uh, a sort of a parting sort of question what um, questions or question could I have asked you that I didn't oh oh Oh, blimey. Interesting one. I like that. That's a real, that's a real curveball. Um, what could you have asked me? Did you not answer me? Uh, I don't know. You did an exceptionally good job at asking me questions. Um, I mean, we could, we could have, we could have potentially, or like you could have asked me something silly around what am I doing to pass the time? We could have gone down a bit of a, a bit of a, bit of a silly approach rather than a helpful approach. Go going, on then. Uh, go, go, go for it. Oh God, what am I doing to pass the time? Oh God, I've put myself under the <laughs> there. Um, to be fair, I've got a, a Bernese mountain dog puppy um, who is loving. Doesn't look like a puppy. That he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's 10 months. Um, so, and he's huge and heavy. Yeah. Like 60, 60 kgs. Yeah. yeah. But he is obviously loving the fact that I'm now at home a lot more. I work from home anyway, but I'm now obviously not going to the gym and not meeting up with clients and um, sort of like colleagues and stuff like that. So obviously I'm home pretty much all day. So he is, he is my exercise and my, uh, my love at the moment, just mucking around playing with him. So uh, that's been, that's been good. Um, and I tell you what, I've been watching, I started a new series on Netflix called White Collar, and it's very good. Very good. So if no, one, no one's watched White Collar. What's it about? Uh, so it's a, new, uh, it's a New York crime drama about sort of like a criminal informant working for the FBI. Um, but it's all about like high profile cases. So like art theft, bond forgery and stuff like that. But it's, I'm quite a history nerd. And it's like, I really like that type of thing. So it, it's a lot of stuff where they like maybe find old treasures or there's been replicas made of um, stolen art and they need to proof if it's the real replica, if it's a replica or if it's real. Um, so it's quite stuff like that, which is, so it's got, got a little bit of history in there, which I quite enjoy. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, I think everyone's going to have got a subscription to Netflix. Uh, I yeah, mean, Netflix. <laughs> and then, well, Disney Plus is coming out soon. 
Well, when you think about it, it's always going to be winners and losers. And obviously the uh, fitness equipment manufacturers yeah. and all of the streaming, um, you know, companies, they're, do they're doing very well, aren't they? I mean, oh, I, God, yeah. obviously the, the weirdest thing, um, uh, you know, if, if someone had said, you know, back in November that we would be in this situation, I think we'd have all laughed our heads off and thought that the person was absolutely screw loose. Um, and, to bring the whole country to to almost like a standstill in this respect the only way that i thought that ever possibly would have happened is the reverse of how it has actually happened and that i thought would be that the internet would go down mm. oh did you did you ever see bill gates's ted talk no i have heard about it though yeah so bill gates did a ted talk in 2015 and called it like this mm. everything that's happening right now he went like we won't the uh, world war like the world war three won't won't bring us to our knees uh robots won't bring it like we went through everything that everyone was worried about taking away us there will be a global pandemic that we are not ready for we will ruin will mm. sort of like break the economy and break society and obviously this just happened you're like mate bill called it bill called it <laughs> <laughs> it's like the messiah isn't it yeah. <laughs> so i mean obviously he's he put out um uh i think it was a letter this week didn't he um of trying to you know encourage people on on you know staying positive and what they can be doing because as we said you always have a choice so i'm going to leave it on one last thing you're good with your quotes you love them give me one of your most favorite quotes that you uh resonate with or that you think is really useful in this time oh you know what i, I was literally just on a podcast with 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 chris prior to this so i'm gonna nick his but the reason behind it is it's such a powerful quote that if you actually take action on it, you will live your happiest and health, healthiest lifestyle. Um, and I need to try and remember exactly how it is, but it's um, make the most of today. You'll never get this day again. It is powerful, isn't it? Yeah, because I've, I've listened to that, obviously, uh, so many times, having listened to his podcast, the Shred with Science podcast. And mm. I believe, did you, you bought him the uh, frame? I did, I did, for his birthday, for his, for his 30th, uh, this, or like 20th last year. Um, I got I got the quote framed up in like a nice little thing so that he's put in his, he's put in his house. Um, but yeah, it's one that resonates a lot with me. It probably resonates a lot with a lot of people. Um, and I feel a lot more people should use it and resonate it rather than maybe be stuck in their just just their sort of maybe like oh this is this is life this is what everything's supposed to be i'm supposed to be sitting in traffic on my way to work i'm supposed to be at a job i don't like like rather than going no come on like you never make the most of today you're never going to get it again make sure yeah. you do something every day that puts a big smile on your face it's powerful. It's powerful. And on that powerful, positive note, we're going to leave that there. I just want to say thank you. I'm truly grateful for you coming onto the podcast, Wade, uh, giving me your time um, in this, obviously, unprecedented time um, and, and providing that valuable feedback that hopefully the listeners will find useful. So thank Absolute you very pleasure. much.